to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a true entrepreneur rock star. He is the CEO and co-founder of GreenPal, and he's done some other really cool things today. We're going to dig into that. Brian Clayton, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, great to be here, Kirby. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to jump right in. You've created a business call that many people have called the Uber of lawn care. I absolutely love that. It's an online marketplace that connects homeowners to local lawn care pros. So let's start at the beginning. Where, where did you come up with this idea? Yeah, so rewind 20 years ago, uh, I was actually dragged into entrepreneurship by my dad on a hot summer day. He said, get off your butt. You got a job to do. You're going to go mow the neighbor's yard. He made me go cut the neighbor's grass. Thank God he did because that just stuck with me. And I kept mowing yards all through high school, all through college. Over a 15-year period of time, I stuck with this landscaping business. I didn't really want to be a lawn guy my entire life, but I just stuck with it and grew it into one of the largest landscaping companies in the state of Tennessee where I live. Got it over 150 employees, over $10 million a year in revenue, and uh, sold that business in 2013. So grew it from just me and a push mower to me and like 100 plus people. Learned a lot the hard way about how to how to build a business, but uh, got it acquired. And then I uh, took some time off after that. Got bored and realized something about myself that I'm wired to love business. I need to be in the game. And the idea for GreenPal was a real, real straightforward one for me. I was kind of solving my own problem. I, I knew an app needed to exist like Uber, Lyft, Airbnb to make this service happen a lot smoother. So recruited two co-founders, went to work on the idea. And we've been at this eight years. We're an eight year overnight success. Uh, <laughs> started off very humbly, very meager uh, beginnings, but now we've got over 200,000 people using the app to get their lawn maintenance and doing $20 million a year in revenue. And so I've kind of seen this one industry from every angle you can see it from. Yeah, no, that's, that's so cool. I, and, you know, I think it is the, you know, I always talk about when I talk to uh, young people who want to be an entrepreneur, I think sometimes we think it's got to be there. They, they envision the $20 million, but it's like, sometimes it can start with you and a push mower and, yeah. uh, and, and there's lessons in that. That's one of the beautiful things about the lawn mowing business. It's a great way to kind of cut your teeth on owning a business because there's a lot of fundamentals and principles that apply to any business. So a lot of times, you know, if you got a great idea, it's, it's easier to start a, a more approachable business like lawn maintenance, home cleaning, something like that, a service-based business. Do that for a year, cut your teeth, learn how to run a business, and then do the one you want to do. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. So, you know, I think it, for those who are entrepreneurs and, and, you know, I, you know, I always say like most everybody, you can be an entrepreneurial mindset to entrepreneurial leaders and then entrepreneurs, we're always looking for smart ways to grow and you've clearly mastered that. So what are some tips that you give people to grow a business in today's culture? I think when you're first getting started, especially in like a new business, maybe you're inventing a new product that doesn't exist or you're starting off on some kind of new thing that you don't know how to do. It's important to innovate on what it is you're doing, how you're going to beat your competitors, how you're going to deliver a, a differentiated service to the marketplace. That's important, but you also have to innovate on growth and distribution. And it almost doesn't matter how good the product is. You have to do some sort of innovation on how you're going to market and grow it uh, also. And you have to do those both at the same time. And I see a lot of new entrepreneurs make this mistake of they come up with a great idea and and they they've mapped out their business plan and, and you know they've worked through like a, a business model canvas or something like that and then under growth or under marketing they just like put a bunch of acronyms ppc yeah. seo sem and like done <laughs> check and it really that's not how it works um you have to figure out a way that you're going to innovate in these channels uh you have to figure out a way that you're going to compete and do something different and better than your competitors because the reality is growth and marketing kills 
kills more startups and new businesses than than the business than the idea itself. And so, mm-hmm. while you're focused on building the service, you got to focus on innovating on growth as well. I love that. It it, it reminds me of a quote of from Mike McCallowitz. Mike uh, is author of Pumpkin Plan, Profit First, a couple other books, and he's actually working on a book. But he said that you know, in the mind of our customers, we're always trying to be better than our competition. He said sometimes better is not better different is better. And right. it kind of goes to your idea about differentiation there. Yeah, exactly. And, and differentiation in how you market. And yeah. so, uh, you, you know, like, it, like a lot of times businesses will start and they'll, they'll build the business and it, might, it could be anything from like a, you want to open up a new uh, bakery service or the, or, a, or a new Uber for massages or whatever. It's like they build the product and then they sprinkle marketing on top. And that's not how it works. The marketing has got to be in the DNA of the business. Like what is the business doing that helps it uh, create a flywheel effect within the business to, to spread it, to get the word out. And that could be, that could be anything from like a referral program inside the business, or it could be something that the business does that creates great content that you can repurpose on social media or something. Maybe you're like, you're the, you, like if you, if you open up a brand new hairstyling salon and, and, uh, and you just crush TikTok with the best content that that you that you're putting out in your market like that's that's the way you need to be thinking in terms of how you're going to innovate on marketing and growth and distribution alongside of getting everything else going because if not uh it's going to be hard it's, it's going to be tough to like go head to head with people that are already doing it and been doing it for five or ten years it's going to be hard to compete and win I love that. I love, as a marketing guy, you know that I love that uh, marketing has to be a part of your DNA. That's a great, I love that statement. So um, so I want to talk to you about bootstrapping. Bootstrapping is one of those uh, those terms that get thrown around. Um, and obviously, I think anybody who wants to start a business wants to do it in a uh, financially smart way. And it makes a ton of sense. Bootstrapping a business makes a ton of sense on paper. But I, I want to talk to you about this because I feel like you're sort of an expert in this. Do you think you can really grow by bootstrapping? Well, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but uh, but uh, I, I do have experience doing it. I've done it. That's all. I've built two businesses to over eight figures and haven't had any outside capital uh, or debt on either of them. And so I th- I believe it is the uh, the most practical, sustainable, and best bet you can make as an entrepreneur is to grow your business off of its own revenues. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that does not to say that's not the only way to do it. I mean, if you look on your phone, you know, every app on that home screen is, is, has been venture-backed. And so if you're really going to swing for the fences for a huge idea, uh, then maybe, you know, the only way to do it is to raise capital. But it can help that if, it's, if you're on your second or third swing at the plate, like you've already got maybe a win under your belt. Mm-hmm. And then the, then the venture-backed uh, thing or the angel investor back thing is something that 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 you've already kind of know what you're doing and and you can like really move faster with that with that capital the reality is is that in most cases uh new entrepreneurs think they have to raise capital so they let that they let that be a thing that kind of inhibits them from getting started and then if they do raise capital that's kind of the thing that papers over and masks a lot of things that are not going well with the business uh it's, it doesn't have sound unit economics it's not it's not delivering a service that people are sticking around and using over and over and over again and so the more capital you kind of pour on top of it it can kind of paper over that and mask that and and then and then you know it usually leads to like a, 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 a bad outcome for you and your investors. So for me, you know, I've, you know, 
bootstrapping is the the most sustainable way to get your business going from scratch and it's the and it's uh, it's the method for me to increase your likelihood of success because if if you're not funding the business off of its own revenues then you're not doing something right you're not solving a problem that people are willing to pay for and continue to pay for and so that kind of like it constantly like course corrects you it constantly like it forces you to talk to your customers. It forces you to figure out what's wrong with the business. Whereas if you raise, you know, a million bucks or 5 million bucks, you can kind of like be sloppy at these things. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I think that totally makes sense. And, and I think that, um, you know, you, you hear about so many times where it's like, uh, when you raise money, the goal is really to prove it so you can raise more money. And sometimes right. you lose sight of the metrics of what actually makes money on a transaction and uh, you lose sight of what, how a business is built. Right. You, you, you're building a business that investors love and not one that customers love. Mm. And, 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 I, and I'm not, you know, espousing that, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying one is better than the other. I, I'm just saying for me, my preference is, you know, for your increased likelihood of success, bootstrapping is the best way to go. Because the reality is for, for most entrepreneurs, going the venture-backed route is a bad bet. Nine out of 10 of these things fail. And so long as you're okay with that and you understand that's what you're signing up for and you realize that then, then yeah, have at it. But, but the reality is that most of them do fail and, you know, venture capitalists have their bets spread over 20 or 30 entrepreneurs. Whereas this is your life, you know, you're going to spend five, 10 years on this thing and you, you know, ideally would like to have a good outcome. Yeah, dude, that is fantastic insight. I really appreciate it. You've answered my three questions and then some. I give everybody a chance to ask me a question. Do you have one for me, Brian? Yeah, sure. What's what? Uh, what's your best advice for uh, uh, an entrepreneur looking to grow their business? What What is the best things that you've seen uh, somebody like a lever they pull on that that's helped them uh, add revenue? Yeah, no, that's a. I love that question. So I think that um, you know one of the and again I I tend to look at things uh, from a marketing perspective. Just I'm a marketing guy, and hopefully that's you know marketing's in my DNA. Uh, but I would say you know I think one of the things that we do as entrepreneurs is we tend to focus on ourselves and we talk about ourselves as our business as opposed to focusing on the problem that the customer has. And I think that one of the ways that 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 you um, make your marketing better, you make it more compelling, you stand out in the the eyes of your customer is to really focus on their challenges and their problems and how then you can help them with it as opposed to just saying, hey, here's who we are. Here's why we're great. Here, you know, making yourself as uh, Donald Miller talks about, make yourself the hero of the story make your, your customer the hero of the story, and then spend a great deal of time providing them value. Um, I talk about it as, as the give first. You, you, whether it's through content, whether it's through uh, you know, building the relationship, I think those are the folks, entrepreneurs, organizations, and salespeople who provide value upfront are the ones that build long-term relationships where you can build a sustainable model. Um, and talk to your customers and doing that sort of thing as you were talking about. So uh, to me, that's, you know, my advice probably goes a little bit hand in hand with yours. I like that. Yeah. The, uh, it's so easy when we, we spend a, you know, a year, five years in our business, like this gap forms between company logic and customer logic. Yeah. And so it's like, we're looking at the same thing from different perspectives and really, you know, as an entrepreneur, even in the beginning or decade in, you got to close that gap between customer logic and company logic. It's, and it creeps up on you before you know it, you're looking at a, at a problem from a totally different paradigm than your customer is. Mm -hmm. And then you're pissed off and wondering why they're not doing what it is you want them to do. <laughs> no, man, that is so good. That is so good. Well, Brian, thank you so much. If somebody's looking for you, where can they find you? 
yeah so anybody listening to this doesn't want to waste time cutting their own yard you can just download <laughs> green pal in the app store or play store anybody wants to reach me i've been hanging out on linkedin a lot lately uh, you can just hit me up on linkedin cool well thank you so much brian i really appreciate you taking the time we'll have to do it again sometime okay thanks kirby i enjoyed it all right buddy well that's going to wrap up this edition of delivering marketing joy we'll see you next time Thank you.